and welcome to the Tinfoil Hat Club. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ben. And uh, welcome back, y'all. So, it's very Midwestern with my y'all there. Y'all. I've still been a couple times. Y'all. Welcome back, y'all. So, Ben and I have decided on the heels of our last discussion that we are going to cover the most cliched of all foily things. And we're going to talk about aliens. All right. Or demons. All right. Or aliens. <laughs> Instead of demon and an alien have a baby, they have a alien. That would be freaky. It would be freaky. If you yeah. believe in aliens. If you believe in demons. If you believe in demons. Yeah. We've probably got some people that don't believe in demons. That's right. So, yeah. I know, like, I know for you, you're more in the demon camp. Yeah. And I'm I'm a weirdy. I'm kind of mixture. I kind of don't land in any camp. I think there's some things that are demons. I think there's some things that are alien, potentially. And I think that there's some stuff that we have technologically. Yeah. No doubt about that. And you kind of had mentioned in the last episode that, you know, with the drone-ish flying Volkswagen that was in front of you. Yeah. In Illinois, right? Is that what you said? It was actually here in Indiana. Oh, I thought you had said you were in Illinois. Well, we were coming home from Illinois. Oh. It was like 74 and 75 right there. Oh, wow. Like close to here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's extra weird now. And, and the weird thing, I didn't go into this, and the weird thing, after that, there was a drone that was always over that area for like months afterwards. But a small drone. Yeah, it was a small drone. I knew, I, I could see it flying. What do you think it was doing? Investigating? Uh, could be. Wacky. I'd see it when I was driving a school bus. I'd see it of a morning. Really? Yeah. I'd, I'd follow it from coming from, look like coming from the airport. And it was like staying in the same area, just oh, kind of yeah. hovering, floating over, checking yeah, things it out. Yeah, like that part of, I shouldn't have said the road, doggone it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I can get fun with editing and maybe figure something out. I always say that I'm going to edit stuff and then I never do. I just realized that. I just realized that. I was like, oh, I just gave it away. Oh, the secret's revealed. So now we're going to have, now if we ever get popular, like really popular, we're going to have a bunch of weirdos out here (laughs) (laughs) hovering around. This is where it was. Right here. This This is is what he said. Ben said the alien drone was (laughs) or the demon drone. Yeah. Where do you think the demon thing comes from? Like, do you think that that like, because do you think it's just demons or do you think the demons have technology? Um, I don't think it's necessary. I wouldn't say it w- the way I think this is just Ben. You don't have to believe that not necessarily like demons are flying the UFOs, but they are giving the knowledge of something to somebody to create these crafts, if that makes sense. Hmm. So like, and, and obviously we established last episode that the vast majority of demons, would you say it's the vast majority of demons or would you just say what? I don't know. It's hard to say what percentage of demons are Nephilim. Um, well, they said all, you know, well, I shouldn't say the all, uh, the, you know, like the disembodied spirits. Of- yeah. And it talks about in Jubilees too, how they were really wreaking havoc yeah. <laughs> after the flood. Yeah. And, and Noah actually asked God like, Hey, can you, can you stop this? You and that's like, and that's why like, I think, isn't that where we get like a third? Because yes, he locked two thirds of them away, like did away with them. And then he, uh, which is an, this is another whole conversation we haven't gotten into yet. And I know we're already diving off of the alien <laughs> train. We'll bring it back. We promise. But there was a, uh, there's a cat 
and Jubilee's mentioned named Mastima. Yeah. Who seems like he was the chief of the demons. Yeah. Like controlling the demons. And he was kind of whining of like, hey, if you get rid of all my demons, I can't lead man astray. So yeah. God's like, okay, I'll give you a third. And yeah. that way you can, which is a weird, that's a whole thing we could get into that's really strange. And, and, um, something else that's strange. Um, Solomon was able to, um, control them. The demons? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember this. This is in one of, the many books written on Solomon, he was, he, he, he was able to, they call put like, kind of like a genie, put bracelets on them and he would, um, he would interrogate them to learn things. What? Yeah. And this is obviously not biblical, but extra biblical. Yes. And supposedly that he put, um, rings on Orion, hmm. like the constellation. Mm-hmm. There's rings on Orion's wrists where he learned things from Orion. So I, Orion was an entity at this particular point? Yes. Hmm. And so there, it's like crazy stuff. Yeah, I wonder where this person came up with this stuff. Uh, it's, I can't remember the book. Hmm. Well, but, as far as the being able to control the demon stuff, makes sense because yeah. you know, like, I, don't know, I wouldn't want to try to play with one and control it, but we have dominion over them. Yeah. I mean, we have control over a demon based yeah. on our standing. Yeah. And with some alien stories, people have commanded it to leave in Jesus' name, and it did. Yeah. So that, that would make me think, too, that that's probably a demon. I think there's definitely... I I believe... I think I'm in the camp where I believe that there's probably some alien stuff going on, too. I, I think that there's... I don't know. I just think that there has been enough that I have seen at this particular point where I think that there probably is someone from another planet visiting this planet. And I don't know that that's necessarily contrary to the Bible. Do you think that it is? I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's interesting. It is. And and it's, I've never found anything in there that really, because I always view, it was kind of a mind brain, brain melt for me. When I finally came to the the thinking that like, man, I really think that there is maybe something else out there. And, you know, I think naturally with that, you tend to take that and you're like, man, what does that mean for my faith? And what does that mean biblically and this and that? And really what what I came to is, well, the Bible really never gets into too much of anything of that because for the most part, the Bible is the story of us, right? And like it's God's story and it's, it's the story of creation, but it's more around the, the spiritual war, the battle, how we fell and how we're going to be redeemed and how we're going to be in right communion back where we were originally with God in the end. So it's really a very focal point story of us. Yeah. Versus, everything else potentially. Yeah. So if God created the heavens and the earth and you have all this stuff, you know, what's who's to say that he didn't create life on another planet. Now that life could not be made in, maybe it's not made in his image. I don't know. You know, that's another question too of like, what does in his image mean to what extent does that mean? Like from a physical appearance perspective. Well, it'd have to be bipedal. 
Think so? Which aliens are. Most of the time when we see them or we get a descriptor of what they look like, right? Yeah. Typically look very similar to us for, for the most part as far as build. And I, I go to um, every time there is an angel in the Bible that says, do not be afraid. Because if you actually went by a description of an angel, it's pretty freaky looking. So you mean like the... Uh, the wheel and all that with the yeah all the all the eyes and stuff yeah. on it. And was yeah. that a was that an angel or a cherub? Uh, I don't. I, I think it was a cherub. Well, they were all in the angel family. Yes, the crea- <laughs> uh, the the creatures, if you will. Yeah, it does. It does talk about that. Like, do do not be afraid. I, mean, I wonder if um, there's kind of some interesting stuff too. Back in like jubilees. About when in the back of it, no, 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 not Jubilees. It's in uh, Enoch when Noah was born. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they were freaking out because, yeah, Lamech thought that she'd been sleeping with an angel. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was bright and he yeah. was talking and everything. He's almost described like an al- almost like an albino. Yeah. Um, said his eyes like glowed. It's yeah. kind of freaky the way he's described yeah. at birth. Yeah. And he spoke. That was that. That's yeah. crazy. So remember like, you know, Lamech, he's freaking out because he's like, oh my goodness, you slept with a, you slept with an angel. You made a Nephilim. Yeah. You, 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 my son's a Nephilim. And I remember like, he never says that, but that's what he's going yeah. for. And he goes and he runs to. Uh, Methuselah, yeah, who's his dad. He's and like, no, he's freaking out. And then Methuselah goes and talks to, talks to Enoch. And he's like, nah, he's not. He's just, he's special. Yep. He was very, yeah, exactly. Very special. Yeah. You know, I wondered before you said that I was, um, talking about the creatures. Wonder if the Sphinx is a representation of one of the creatures because it was a lion with the face of a man. Hmm. By creature, you mean like one of the creatures and that's mentioned in the Bible of heaven? Kind of, oh, yeah, it could be. The other thing, too, is like there's so much genetic manipulation. Yeah. And they're fairly sure that like the head on the Sphinx ain't what the original yeah. was. Like they're, I think pretty much modern archaeology is kind of coming around to the point where they can't really deny it much more. Yeah. That the uh, the Egyptians didn't build the pyramids they inherited the pyramids yeah and then the sphinx they just kind of carved its head up and made something new out of it yeah just like we and well, we didn't and anything in this country when we came over a lot of things were already done and, uh-huh and they tried to erase the history uh-huh still are yeah and you can't it's too they find stuff all the time they can't they can't explain, and they try to hush-hush it. And the amazing thing, people still find arrowheads in fields. I want to know how many people <laughs> were here. Right. I, I, I got a guy on Facebook that lives around here. He's constantly posting pictures of the arrowheads he finds in the field. And I'm like, how many were here? <laughs> Apparently a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we find cool stuff all the time, you know, and eh, there's just so much history, 
so much history out there. But yeah, it was, you know, the whole alien thing comes full circle back to the pyramids. You know, you watch ancient aliens, which I just yeah. like to watch ancient aliens for the crazy stuff that you hear. But then also Giorgio that shows up with his great big hair and he's like, aliens. Yeah. I had hair like that till I got rid of it. Right. <laughs> had a good haircut. I saw that. You're looking dapper. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was looking at your boys this morning in the, the front row and I'm like, all them boys got curly hair, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> ah, the beauty of genetics. That's right. That's why they're freaking out so bad when Noah came out, because he didn't match no genetics they That's knew. That's right. <laughs> I'd be freaking out too, man. I'd be like, you did not go sleep with an angel. I know you didn't. You did not just bring that in my house. Oh, I know. Can you imagine? He was oh. freaking. You could definitely tell, like, he is freaking yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Lamech is. That's probably what killed him. <laughs> <laughs> freaked out so hard, he had a stroke. Had a heart attack and died. Boom. Yeah. Gone. But yeah, the ancient aliens thing, you know, and like aliens built the pyramids. Like, yeah. I don't think so. I no. think like Nephilim and giants built the pyramids. Yeah. They would, they, yeah, they would have had to. It just makes sense. Especially when you start looking at all the timelines of everything with the flood and everything and the stuff was around before the flood. And yeah. It just makes sense. It but, wasn't aliens. But aliens are interesting. I mean, they, when I was a kid, I wanted to believe I really wanted to believe, but then I grew up. I never did. And I realized, wait a second, still a child at heart. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, Foilers, Ben and I need your support as we continue to work to grow it for God and increase the amount of listeners to the podcast. Here is what you can do to help. Head on over to our website, thetfhc.com, to take advantage of our conspiracy sale. All of our t-shirts are 20% off until the end of May. Also, we are excited to announce the foil has gone digital. That's right. From this point forward, you can now listen or watch every episode of the Tinfoil Hat Club podcast on YouTube, Rumble, or our website, thetfhc.com forward slash video. If you have questions after watching or want to reach out to us, be sure to send us an email, thedudes at thetfhc.com. Feeling charitable and want to give to the cause? Consider donating using our Cash App link, which can be found on our website. Last, come and be a part of the TFHC family on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Rumble. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share with everyone you think would enjoy the podcast. Thanks to each of you for your love and support. Now, back to the show. If they're really aliens, why haven't I seen one? This is this is my thinking. Yeah, it's and true. Then, I've never seen one either. And then I realized... You know, maybe I'm not, I don't, well, I didn't live in a trailer park. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, if you flip me a 20, I'll edit that out for you. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, but um, I never really, you know, I kind of, I don't want to say I grew up, but it was just things. You've already insulted me. It's okay. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) No, it, um, it's just an interesting thing to discuss. Really, it is. Um, I have been so enamored. I, I love the thought of aliens. Yeah. But I would not want them. I wouldn't be holding a sign saying, take me. No. Because uh-uh. mm. the question. I'm not down with that. Are they malevolent or benevolent? 
that's where I think that we get that's for me that's where the mixture comes from. And the reason I say that is because I too I I mean would I like to see one? Yeah, of course I would. Just from a fascination standpoint, I mean humans are that way, we're wired that way, right? I want to know for sure, I want to see with my own eyes. Never have. Um but that's for me where the mixture comes from because when you look at the, all, a lot of the stories and, and here we've got a ton of them, right? I mean, like we, there's no doubt about that, right? There's something. Yeah. I don't think anybody at this point would deny that there's something. And if they are, they're in such a crazy camp alone by themselves that they're not even worth talking to. Um, whether it's, you know, angels, demons, or aliens, something's going on. It seems to me anytime that there has been what I would think would be a true extraterrestrial uh, event of some kind. They are never um, malicious. We are always the instigator. And a lot of times they don't even respond or they'll just bug out like I'm gone. Like when you watch a lot of these, you know, shows and we've watched tons of them because we're fascinated by the subject. Anytime that there's been any kind of bad thing that's happened, I don't think that's an alien. I think something else is going on, which makes sense when you're talking about a demon. Yeah. But do you think the demons, so you think that like just the demons have given the technology over, but it's not necessarily the demons themselves. Is that what you're you're kind of saying? Yeah. I mean, because when you think of the old technology that they had back in Enoch, before Enoch, the fall, or whenever, back then, it's it. The technology we have don't even match that. Yeah, I think there was definitely a lot of stuff wiped out in the flood. Yeah, no doubt about it. But based on the way that everything, what we can, what we see. Yeah, you know, like the we've talked frequency resonance before, um, which is maybe how they built the pyramids, um, being able to manipulate large rock. You know, large, heavy structures and cutting and things like this. They had to have something. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, it's definitely, we've, we've moved beyond the hunter gatherer. Oh yeah. Malarkey that we've been told. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, that's just ridiculous at this point. Ridiculous. So far gone. Yeah. But from the alien standpoint, I don't think the aliens built the pyramids. I think maybe they've been visiting for a while. There's a lot of things that would, could make you think that that's probably maybe happening. What if just just a quick theory? Go. Not, I'm not saying yes or no. What if they're watchers? Some form of a watcher. Are you talking uh, now? That's an interesting statement because are you talking like a a negative watcher? You're, you're not talking like the. You're not talking the Nephilim watchers. You're no. talking you're talking like an angel. Yeah. Like a, po- a, a like a positive angel. Like yeah. a good angel. Yeah. A positive angel. There's positive and negatively charged <laughs> angels. <laughs> you know, just that that literally just popped in. It could be. I mean, it's it's so hard to say, right? Like do they do the angels have craft? I mean, well, let's said Elijah was taken into a chariot of fire. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff in the in Revelation. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible in the Old Testament where y- you don't know. Yeah, the technology was so. F- if it was really truly technology, they're trying to explain this technology, and they're going to use it in terms that they can relate to yeah. of the technology of the time. And it could be technology that is 
what we would see today. We have stuff now that if they saw, they wouldn't be able to explain what it is. Yeah. I mean, it would melt their brain. Like, I always thought that uh, um, in Revelation where it describes, um, what is it, the the locust with the sick dinging tail? Oh, yeah, that they're going to release and they, yeah, it can't always, harm Christians. Um, I always thought that was an Apache helicopter. Yeah, you can read it that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. But I just thought about that. What if they're watchers? I'm not saying they are. No, I, it's a, it, this is all speculative. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We're you not going to be able to say and, definitively anything. And you here. could still call them aliens because they're not of this place. Oh, that's true. I, and, and just for clarity, for me, when I say alien, I think literally a created being created by God outside of our planet from another planet who knows how far away. So I am literally do mean when I say that I think alien, like alien, alien. So... Like we would a traditional alien, like a gray. Yeah. Oh, have. Do you know? Um, I think we discussed this about with Aleister Crowley and where Area Fifty One is. No. Um, supposedly, Barbara Bush was born there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, suppo- if you don't know that reference, you got to go listen to the last episode. That's right. Supposedly. Um. Aleister Crowley went out to the the desert out there and he opened a portal and out came an alien looking gray and he said his name was Lamb. Hmm. And he drew a picture of what it looked like, you know, and I think it's in one of his books. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. He says that he did went out and made it open a portal. And all yeah. Stuff. And then he closed it. And I don't know if we've discussed this on a show before or not, but then his heir apparent, Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard went out there hmm. and they opened the porthole and they weren't able to close it. So there's like an open portal. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that would, sorry, I didn't bring this no, up no, the last no, no, episode no, no, because, no. well, that's not, we were trying to yeah. stay on CIA, but yeah. we got into other stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's, and they did, like, I think we discussed this a little bit, uh, Babylonian sex magic is how they opened it, and you said BSM <laughs> earlier. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. Babylonian sex magic. Yeah, and they did, I mean, and if you don't know who those guys are, you got to look, they, they, they were pretty evil dudes. Yeah, definitely heavily into the occult. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't dug into a ton of Aleister Crowley stuff, but I've dug in enough to know that he was not a no boy, no, not a good dude. Yeah. And I haven't really looked at Parsons at all. And he called himself the Beast. Oh, what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. It's funny how, like, Jack Parsons and how would they even hook up? You know? <laughs> it's. Talk about. Devil's like, you got to meet a guy. Yeah, like <laughs> last episode, the circles people run in pretty much. Ah, uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, things you don't realize. Yeah, it's it's so whacked out. So Area 51 is obviously just a huge, crazy, that's such a crazy thing. So one of the ones, one of the stories for me that I am fascinated by, I mean, just fascinated. I find it absolutely fascinating. And before I get into this, I think that, you know, for me, for the alien stuff, the actual, you know, gray, extraterrestrial, whatever you want to say, there has to be some reality to it, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever this entity is, it has to exist. Yeah. Would you agree to that? Mm-hmm. 
Because there have been too many credible people um, that have seen this thing, you know, and have had stories. They've they've said something, you know, they've seen this thing. You know, we're having pilots see things now. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, military pilots and... I mean, all kinds of airline pilots, credible people. These are not wackadoodle oh, people, yeah. right? Nobody's going to put a wacko in a $70 million jet and let him go fly around and chase aliens. And watching the video that is out there now, which is interesting that that's slowly being released now over time. It almost it fits perfectly to a T with what we talked about last episode of how they deny and they lie and they deny and then they release a little bit yeah. and then they lie and they deny and they release a little bit more. And we we feel like we're getting to the point now where I guess we would call it disclosure. Yeah. Right. But for me, the story that is, I find so fascinating is area 51 and it revolves around a guy named Bob Lazar. And I know you and I've talked about this and I don't yeah. know if you ever really got to dig into it too much. Just a little. So anybody wants to watch it, um, and Joe Rogan, if you want to flip me a 20 for plugging your podcast, I won't turn you down, but <laughs> he's, he's doing okay. Um, Bob Lazar, go watch that, uh, Rogan show. There's another, there's a documentary out there too called, it's kind of corny the way that it's what it's called. It's like UFOs area 51 and flying saucers or something like that. And it focuses on Bob Lazar. And the story goes like this. I want to say it was in the 90s, mid-90s maybe. This guy comes out in Vegas, and he's on silhouette at first. He's got his voice disguised. He's on silhouette. And he says, I've been working out in an area called S1 in Las Vegas at Area 51. So you have Area 51 proper. Like the, you know, whatever the military establishment is. Because you have a Nellis Air Force Base out yeah. there, right? I mean, we know that's there. And then he says, I'm working at a secret, top secret facility or called S4. I think it's S4. S4 at Area 51. And we literally reverse engineer alien technology. And he goes on to talk about so this this comes out and it everybody pretty quickly figures out who he is and the whole reason he came out in the first place is kind of crazy because he was afraid that they were going to kill him <laughs> because of some things that had happened and so he was only working there for like I don't know how many months I don't even know if it was a year but they had brought him in to reverse engineer this alien technology and he has detailed stories about seeing these craft, touching these craft, watching the craft. He was given a demo on how the craft operated. And he was even given uh, access to get into the thing at one point. Like he called it the sport model. <laughs> you know, like we would think of the traditional like saucer on yeah. saucer with the little top, little bottom. Yeah. And he was able to get in this thing. And he said... You know, they're just, he, his sole job was to work on the propulsion side. That's what they brought him in for. He was a propulsion expert and they 
they let him just that that's everything is very compartmentalized. Yeah. You know, you don't talk to the other research teams. There's someone else working on, you know, aerodynamics. There's another team working on alloys. There's another team working on whatever. And his, his, him and one other guy are working on propulsion and they're not allowed to cross pollinate with these other researchers. And he said, that was one of the most frustrating things is because that's not how research is typically done. You know, when you're researching something like this, normally under normal circumstances in the world, you sit down together and, you know, as you discover things, you sit down and you share with the other groups because it may help them figure out the technology or whatever they're working on. Right. Yeah. It's a more, much more creative or uh, rich environment for actual discovery. And he said, which fits the government, <laughs> how they would operate. Yeah. And he makes no bones about that. He's and I, and I think the dude's telling the truth. Yeah. I, um, I just remembered <laughs> this, this will blow your mind. Cool. We were, um, we were at Vegas for a bachelor party. And one of the guys in the party worked for the government, but he was from England. And I really liked the guy. I wanted, after the, I was like, oh man, I, you know, are you on Facebook? No, I, I'm not allowed to have Facebook. Do you have a phone? I'm not allowed to have a cell phone. Where do you work? I can't tell you where I work. <laughs> what do you work on? I, I work for, he, told me he said i work for the government i'm a contractor okay he goes but i can tell you that i work on something that it's universal Mm -hmm. i work with people from the universe on things what yeah and this is where you met this guy uh vegas at a bachelor party he was uh, a friend of the groom friend of my good friends i um wow and he's an english guy he's in, yeah really cool dude but he's uh, working here clearly yes right. this was back in 2014 when wow. i when i met this guy and you know <laughs> it's like, send your mind spinning in yeah movie. and i'm like i just remembered that yeah see it's crazy and i i wanted to push him yeah, but he's probably he can't. Yeah, he yeah. want the, the funny. If he's thing telling is, the truth, which why would he not? Yeah, the funny thing is he he's want, not telling you anything other than he's being mysterious. But. Yeah, he wanted to know more about my life, what I was doing, because he goes, "I wish I could have a normal life." Dish. And so, you know, sometimes you is it really worth signing your life away? Yeah, you know, it's it's so funny when you so. I, just because of what I've done in my life from my career, I've dealt with a lot of liars. I've dealt in the world of deception and people being you know, deceitful. And I have, I have talked to and interviewed a lot of really, really good liars. And I mean, good. If, if this dude is lying, talking about Lazar, he is the grand poobah champion of liars of all time. You do not get any of the normal cues and clues that you would get listening to him of someone that is being deceitful. And his story has remained consistent for literally coming up on, what, 30 plus years now? And it's just absolutely incredibly fascinating. Yeah. 
And, you know, he never saw any bodies or anything. He, he thought at one point maybe he did, and he said some stuff he wished he hadn't said because he wasn't sure. He was walking by a door or something one time and looked in, like, the door, and it was in a hangar area. And they had, he thinks now in hindsight it wasn't little bodies or anything. It was like dummies. They had made these little dummies because whatever entity is, is operating this craft is small. Yeah. Like childlike in size. Right. And so he never saw any bodies that he could really put his stamp on. But he did see like eight different kinds of these craft and they were all different. You know, I think he described like, you know, a tic-tac-shaped craft and, you know, and he's doing all this, explaining all this stuff before we even get anything of this new t- stuff that we know of now yeah. that they've released, right? And, you know, he's talking about all this stuff and <laughs> he said that, you know, the, the other thing too is they, they actively covered up and they tried to hide his his history after he came out. You know, they, they tried to expunge his history of working at Los Alamos. Oh. Like, he had worked at Los Alamos. Okay. And he actually can't even talk about what he was working on at Los Alamos because whatever it was, um, the only thing Rogan said after the fact, because uh, he came up in a couple episodes after that with other people that were kind of in the same vein, and he said, I can't say, I promised him I wouldn't say, because Rogan always takes his guests out to dinner yeah. the night before, right? Yeah. He said he was working on something. He was sent to MIT, and there's no record of this either, which makes sense based on what he says. He was working on something for Los Alamos and for the government that wasn't in um, in agreement with the Geneva Convention. Let's just put it that way. It's kind of yeah. the way it was worded. So whatever he was doing was not, they're not going to have it on the books. Yeah. You know, he's doing something that's a no-no. Yeah. And... You know, he, it's just so fascinating because, you know, he, he's talking about this thing and he, and when he gets to go inside of it, he was kind of theorizing because that's what they're, that's all they can do, right? Is they're trying to reverse engineer this thing to figure out how it works. And he's like, there's no moving parts. It's completely wireless and it's an element um, I forget like one fifty one or one one not one fifteen or element one fifteen or something like this, and and at the time the element hadn't even been discovered yet, until here a few years ago, and they discovered it in Russia. It was the first time they were able to like artificially produce it, and it was only there for a few seconds, and then it just fell apart because they can't get it stable, and they called it Mos- eventually they called it Mos- Moscovium, is what it's called now. And supposedly he's maybe taken some of this stuff because he said, whatever this is, this, this element, whatever this thing is, that's powering this craft has anti-gravity properties when you run electricity through it. And that's how the ship operates. It creates an anti-gravity field around the craft. And that's how it's able to move. Like it is able to move. He said, think of it like this. If you put a bowling ball, on the mattress of your bed and you just set it there, it'll just stay there. Cause it's, you know, heavy, yeah. heavy enough where it's not going to roll off unless the, if the bed's flat. Right. Yeah. He said, but imagine taking your fist just in front of the bowling ball and pushing down on the mattress, the bowling ball will roll to your hand. Right. Yeah. He said, that's how this craft operates. It literally takes the gravity emitters on the bottom of the craft 
and it will turn and rotate and then it will create a gravity field that it it's like pulling itself to this gravity field. That's how it operates. So that's why it can go underwater. It can travel at high speeds because if you can control gravity, yeah. there's really no theoretical limit on what you could do. Yeah. And we have this video of this craft now that just came out a couple of years ago, right? And we see it rotate and then that's when it takes off. And it's exactly the same dimensions and build and structure size, the whole thing of the same craft that he was working on, the quote-unquote sport model. Sport model. The Corvette. The Corvette. Now, the million-dollar question is, where did this stuff come from? Is this truly alien technology from another planet that other civilizations have made? Or what would you, what would you say to that? You think that like an an angel or a, I don't, uh, they've gotten this thing from somewhere? Could have. I mean, I like I, a, I I don't know. I'm, I'm could, not asking just because I'm curious. It could have been the the chariot. We'll say the fire chariot. The fire chariot. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, all this stuff fascinates me. I know it, it's crazy too. Like, and then you get into the abdu- abduction stuff, right? Yeah. So the Lazar thing's fascinating you know, by itself. And I have his book upstairs called dreamland, which details everything. And it's (laughs) just before we move on to other stuff, this is kind of fun. I have to share this, how the reason he came out, um, he kind of had his life all fall apart at the same time. And he was young and he's like, cause he's like 20 years old. Right. And he had literally put a jet engine in the back of his Honda. You know, he's working at Los Alamos. They featured it in a, in a, in a, a uh, little like Los Alamos Times, you know, yeah. news article or whatever. And whoever was trying to wipe his past clean didn't exactly get that one swept up. <laughs> so he can show this, right? He's like, look, I worked here. It even says it in the article that yeah. I worked here. They've got someone came forward with an old phone book from Los Alamos, and he's clearly in the phone book, yeah, like for the extension. And so he... He is literally somehow while he's working out there, he gets this uh, a copy of the flight test flight schedule for the for these craft because they literally are taking it up and trying to figure out yeah. how they work right yeah. and and somebody's flying this thing and at this particular point, this is really before Area Fifty One became huge like we know it today. Yeah, so it was kind of before the huge boom of everything. And he's taking people out to go watch. (laughs) First, he starts with like a couple friends, like his best friend and a couple other buddies. And they're out there and they're kicking back and they're drinking beer and they're watching these craft and they're VHS taping it. And these guys are just like, oh, my. They thought he was crazy at first. right? Like, yeah, whatever, dude, you're full of it. And he's like, no, really, it's going to happen here. Just watch. And they go out there, and sure enough, 9 o'clock or whatever, when it's dark out, and they start watching these craft fly around, and these guys are like, dude, you're kidding me. This is crazy. So this then this becomes like a regular weekly event, and the event is growing. <laughs> and they wind up taking like an RV out there, and they're like, taking, like having a big party or whatever. And, of course, they get wind of it. The government does. And, like, somebody coughs. 
like because it's pitch black it's yeah. in the middle of the desert right there's no lights there's no light pollution it's pitch black outside yeah and then like somebody drops a flashlight or something and it rolls over and like into this this dude's foot and and then a bunch of lights come on or whatever and it's literally a dudes and like night vision masks <laughs> and they just scoop everybody up claim it take everybody and they wind up interrogating him and he tells them like the truth and then they let him go and he keeps going to work and he's like, you know, you know, Los Alamos, that's where they made the bomb. Yeah. You know, and uh, when Oppenheimer came out, we went and watched it. Yeah. I want to see it. And they tried, you know, speaking of compartmentalizing, they tried to keep them separate and they still ended up talking to each other yeah, about stuff. Exactly. Because how else are you going to learn how to do you something? Can't. That's the way the government operates. I know. They're stupid. They don't understand. They're not scientists. No. They they only care about results and death. And death <laughs> and being in power and being yeah. in control because you got to think like he who is first to figure out this technology will rule the world, yeah. right? It's it's as old as time. And it's kind of funny. He shares a couple really cool stories, not to make this the Bob Lazar hour, but <laughs> it's just so fascinating to me. He shares another story where they were actually, they had Russians out there. They had, they had Russians out there and they were on another team working at some point. And one of these other teams made some kind of discovery of some kind. It was that he couldn't, he was never told what, but it was a big deal. And all the Russians were were kicked out. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Um, so we need you to go home now. <laughs> now that we have this advantage, and they literally kick the Russians out. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works, man. That's how it works. But you know they have stuff too. Like, oh. we're, we're not the only ones. Come on. You know the Chinese probably have stuff, and who knows who else has well, stuff. Didn't India just go to the moon? I think they just landed on the moon the other day or went to the moon. They not land on the moon. They go to the moon. Yeah, they had a craft. The weird thing is everybody's excited about that, thinking it's great. If it's so if if, if it happened, if we went to the moon, <laughs> why are we so excited? India just went. I don't know. It's all weird. And then the Russians just crashed something on the moon the other day. Did you see that? <laughs> It doesn't, supposedly, allegedly. They were going to the dark side of the moon and they crashed whatever this this thing was, crashed into the moon when it was trying to land, I think. You know what they're going to find on the dark side of the moon, right? Transformers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a low-budget operation at this point. That's right. Someday we'll get a proper soundboard. That's right. Yeah, the the Transformers are on the dark side. Of course, yeah. 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 Optimus Prime's hanging out back there. Yep, that's right. Autobots roll out. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having fun. I mean, <laughs> it's because, the, I mean. Well, there's a whole lot of stuff about that, too. We could get into that. Yeah. That's a whole other show, right? Like, of all the Apollo and, yeah. you know. The other thing, too, is, like, I think I've listened to this. When Aldrin and Armstrong and Collins were up there, and I think it was Aldrin and... um. Armstrong, the recording from the medical channel where they snapped over to the medical channel and they were talking about seeing all kinds of stuff. And have you heard that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And secret bases on the moon and stuff. My whole thing is, is okay. 
Apollo is a Greek god. Mm-hmm. And there were 12 astronauts that went to the moon. So that would be Apollo and his 12 disciples. Another, throw another false god in there. Mm. And Gemini, that's another god. Mm-hmm. Why do we name all these projects after old gods? Oh, why, why? Because we're just, we're consumed with power and and usurping God. Yeah. Right? Because even if it's completely benign that we're doing this, someone in there is likening themselves or, the, or what they're doing to God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, why else would you do that? And and I guess it is. I guess it is catchier than you know, Scooby Seven. <laughs> <laughs> or what? What? What are SpaceX? What are those called? What are their rockets um, called? Falcon Dragon. Yeah, those are cool names. Yeah, why couldn't you do that? Yeah, Falcons and Dragons are cool. Yeah, Falcon Dragon. Um, is that it so far? I forget which one's which. I don't. I, I don't pay attention. I, I really. I. I just. Oh, that's neat. That's cool. You know. It is pretty cool. I watch. A, do you do you think that it's like when you watch the video of them land in the, watching these things come back and land on the pad? I've never seen one actually do it because usually the ones I see they always cut or something happens. Oh, like right at the end? Yeah. Yeah, there's some kind of interference supposedly or something like that, you know, whatever. <laughs> I forget what their I forget what their excuse was. I have never seen one land, you know. I'm I'm just saying I'm, like the reverse landing. Maybe yeah. they haven't quite figured out how to redo the videotape of it taking <laughs> off and like, you're never going to be invited in that world because you use the term videotape. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're out. That's because I'm old. Because you're old. We ask. I even say, can you guys videotape this? And what you know? you- <laughs> oh, wow. Hand me a soda. <laughs> videotape. Yeah. Hand me the cassette tape. I remember I used to say, I want to make a playlist. And they're like, Dad, you don't make playlists anymore. You just yes, wanna... you do. I can go on Spotify Wait, no, not right a playlist. I'm sorry. A mixed I was tape. Say, you don't let those kids pick on you. A mixed tape oh, yeah, or a mixed you know, CD. You, you don't do those anymore. Unless you call your playlist mixed tape. Yeah, that's you true. can do that. Yeah. Mirror the, mirror the two worlds together. Yeah. My first car had an 8-track player. Oh, mine did too. Did you? Yeah. I-5. There you go. I had a 74 Malibu. I had a 77 Chevy Impala. Oh, hey. tank. Yeah. I did some stupid things in that. I tank. did too. Yeah, dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah, but had an eight-track player, and the eight-track player had the had the plugins where you could plug in a cassette. It oh, would do a yeah. cassette player. So I remember at one point because the CDs came out, right? So I had I had the eight-track player with the cassette plug-in for it, and then I had the the cassette that had the wire running out oh, of it yeah. that you could plug into the CD player. <laughs> so I've got CD going to cassette going to eight-track. NASA, I'm here. <laughs> If you need engineers, I'm your guy. And mine just I ha- won't steal any of your secrets, I promise. And mine just have a, had swivel bucket seats. Fingers crossed. And the driver's seat was broke, so when I'd take off or hit the brakes, I'd turn a little bit. Wow, you had bucket seats in that thing? Yeah. Yeah, I had bench seating. It was lame. Yeah, it was a nice car. Well, then again, it depends on what you're doing in the bench seat. <laughs> I'll keep back to aliens we go. That was back before I was a good boy. But yeah, that's a fascinating, the, the Lazar thing fascinates me. 
That's a fascinating. It's just yeah. a, it's just crazy story, but clearly these things are real. Yeah. I, as you were talking, I was thinking of like the crafts these, and I couldn't help but think of the SR seventy one. Oh yeah, that's my favorite planes of all time. And how it was supposed to be a secret plane, and they were, you know, mm-hmm. what the guys from Skunk Work that worked mm-hmm. on it, and you know, that was. You could call that a UFO. Clearly, they had some kind of technology, which is funny. The, f- the funniest thing about that plane, you know, when it was on the ground, it leaked like a sieve. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't not leak until it got in the air and it started to develop heat, and then it would expand. And- yeah, the the top speed was its melting point. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? The things like glow in red. Yeah, that's. I mean, we. It just out. It, that was its defense. It literally you outran the missile. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. I would love to go that fast. I know. It'd be, it's, you probably don't even realize you're going that fast. Like, there's nothing up there that would... There's nothing to tell how fast you're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're on the ground and you're in a car and you're zipping past telephone poles, well, you got a lot of reference on the ground to tell you're going really fast. Yeah. But when you're however many, 50, 70,000 feet in the air and you're going Mach 5, whatever the thing would do. And the same with um, the stealth planes, the bomber and the... Mm. That one, you know, especially the B two. When we got to the B two, that thing straight up looks like a UFO. I know, but have you ever um, seen the picture of a Falcon and they're the and the B two? They are the same design. Really? Yeah. I don't know. They're also talking about it's probably not going to be long before we see the next gen of fighter because this the the. Um, F twenty two is like it, it's it's for all in, all intents and purposes now it's pretty much obsolete. Yeah, I'd which never. I mean it's still the, probably the best fighter in the world. I'm not, I'm not in love with it. <laughs> the uh, the one that's kind of crazy of like what it'll do is the SU fifty seven. That's the one the Russians have. No, oh, yeah, the the felon or whatever they call yeah. it. We call it the felon. They don't call it that. They call it <laughs> but yeah. whatever we call it the felon. Yeah, that was my in Russian. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting any calls from the CIA anytime soon for interpretation. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's cool though, because they've already kind of leaked maybe what the next one's going to look like. And it's like completely like tailless. Hmm. Which I think the B2 is. Yeah. It I think is. The B2 is tailless, but yeah, the next fighter is going to be completely tailless. It's just going to be like a Delta, a Delta wing kind of thing. Yeah. What it seems I, like. I saw the, a couple of years ago, we saw the Raptor at an air show. That's amazing. I loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It, the reason why I say it, it's not the classic styling of like a F-15 or F-16 or an F-15 is a good looking jet. But it literally flew backwards. You know, one of the things that you notice, because we went to go see the Blue Angels uh, two years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was the first year that they were flying around in the new Super Hornets. And you literally, I don't know how you would crash the thing. I mean, you can, you can crash anything, but it's literally, you can't stall it. Yeah. There's so much just raw power. The engines are just so powerful. Yeah. You can't stall the thing. You're never going to just fall out of the sky. Yeah. It's got so much just raw power. It's crazy what you can do with them. But I remember, like, they will they can fly the F-22 at, like, 60 miles an hour. That's how slow it can go. 
on a crawl because it did the, the yeah. vectoring in the back. Yeah. Now, where did we get all that stuff? We got to have, we had to have something. Now, the Germans were working on stuff in World War II. And they've got one thing that looked just like a saucer, like yeah. a UFO, right? I'm like, I just watched a documentary about it the other night. And we stole all that stuff when we stole Von Braun. I mean, he was the crown jewel of all that. Yeah. So we probably got some of it from them. But you know we've got craft. Yeah, we do. Like Roswell? Do you think Roswell was an actual crash of some kind or something? Something happened there. I, I, it just, it seems like it's something. I will say something. Well, it wasn't a weather balloon. Something, I will say something heavenly happened there. Oh, heavenly. Just not, I don't want to, you know, because things changed after that. You know where they supposedly took that stuff and it's still highly uh, top secret today, even? Didn't go to Wright Pat. Yeah, went to Wright Pat. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really have much out there at the time. That was before really anything big was on the west west coast out there in near the west. So they hauled all that stuff back to Wright Pat. Yeah. There was somebody that was uh there've been a couple of them that are pretty famous. Um as far as crashes. That's and that's the big one. Yeah. But there were a couple like a few years after that that were not as big news-wise, but they were still pretty fascinating. One of them was somewhere near Nevada. And they loaded this thing up on the back of a, on the back of a truck. And they were hauling it by the Hoover Dam, I think, or something. I forget, I forget how this story goes. But they lost control of the thing, and it actually smashed into the dam. Oh, man. <laughs> the this disc, like, crashed into the Hoover Dam. Like, it, you know, they had already had it on the back of a truck or something, and it, like, they lost control of it, and it swung and hit the dam. It was trying to free Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I keep coming back to Transformers. You were the Transformers. What are we going to do? Well, Project Bumblebee. That's it's what all, we're going to call this one. It's all, I mean, whether you, things like this, it goes back to the last sort of touches on the episode we talked, our last episode, Hollywood and things. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to normalize things. So when something happens, it's everyday occurrence. So that brings us full circle to Project Bluebeam. Uh-oh. Now, I know you haven't dug into Project Bluebeam too much. No. I haven't dug into Project Bluebeam a lot. My wife dug into it a little bit. But whole, the whole premise of it is this. We don't really have to because it fits. It ties both episodes together. The whole premise is this. The reason that they're doing this, quote, unquote, disclosure now of all these different events, okay, is to set the stage for uh, what the the theory is they're going to use alien invasion um, to try to get us all unified behind one like government and entity. I kind of touched on that last episode just a little bit. What did you say? I don't remember. Like trying to create these transhumans so we know. Oh, yeah. But they're going to do it. It's all false flag stuff. Oh, yeah. 
It's not going to be real, obviously. Alien invasion. Yeah, because think about it. Um, Jesus said, don't be deceived because there'll be signs and wonders in oh, the sky. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, we have to be on our guard 24-7. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense, too, because like the tech, the technology is so frightening. Like what they can do with AI oh, and man. CGI and, you know... That's just the stuff we know about. Yeah. Let alone the stuff we don't know about. You figure technology, you know, I always believed that the technology that we can get has already been out for a long time. Oh, totally. No, completely. We know that for a so, fact. Uh, probably AI has been around. I know AI has been around for a long time. And but, it's but always it, the government that has it. Yeah. That's the scary one. AI. It is. Yeah, I think so. And they're And they're releasing it for something. Yeah. Because they, you know, it's, what do they have? If this is what we have and we see, what do they have? Oh, yeah. Like a good example of this, and you can go trace this through time because it's, it's very consistent. The, we saw the F-117, the stealth fighter, the first stealth fighter, right? We saw that in the Gulf War in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you know when the first working prototype of that was? I think so. Sixties or seventies. Yeah, it was a long time before then. Yeah, it was. It was like we sat. We had. A, we had it long enough, and it sat around long enough that we needed to get in a war with somebody to just. We want to see what this thing can do. Yeah, I think that's what war is. A little testing ground for all of our crap. Yeah. <laughs> Would Could, surprise me. We're that evil. Yeah. Um. And we do. We run false flag stuff to get it going. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um like have you looked into much with Hawaii? The the fire? Yeah. Now I know we talked about it, but I haven't really dug into it much. I've been focused on other stuff. Yeah. So my uncle was telling me about this. He goes, You need to look into it because supposedly they used an what is it, an M E D? Like a big laser. Oh yeah, I've seen the laser I've seen the laser theory. Adrian showed me some of that. Yeah. Like supposedly it doesn't burn blue. Yeah. Won't burn blue stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't looked into it too much, but he's he told me to look into it. Yeah, you know? it was kind of wacky because the thing that we came out of it was just from a common sense perspective. If you have a huge inferno, the inferno, the fire don't care about what color it is that's going to burn it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, the, you know, I don't know. There's so many crazy theories out there. That's the other thing, too, is like I think that a lot of these crazy things get, get started from them. I think oh, yeah. they start these things. Yeah. Just to get us all like spun up and yeah. going in different directions. And and again, it's like that magic show we talked about where it's like, you know, when the right hand's doing this, what's the left hand really doing? Yeah, I, I think it made me think of a, a comedian, you know, and he they pointed to and the milk or uh, ice cream was going out. He goes, look what I put on the label. A half a cup. Are they really going out that way? Yep. <laughs> half a cup of ice cream is all you get. A cup. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's like, you know, going to do like the potato chip factory and make the bag super huge. Yeah. And then just fill it a quarter of the way full. Yeah. The rest is air. Yeah. That's, I mean, things happen and <laughs> it's just, it's crazy stuff. It is totally crazy. But we have all these, we do have all these things through time where it's like, you know, something happened. Yeah. You know, and the government always seems to, you know, like you have these people that they, they'll interview and they're credible people. Like you can talk to these people and they're like, you know, you, they're not, I don't know why they would make this stuff up. It, I mean, like 
there's not really anything in, to gain from it. Yeah. I mean, you could, I guess, but, but you're talking to like John the farmer and like he saw this stuff and there, a lot of times it's it, like the Phoenix lights. Oh yeah. You know, you got hundreds of or thousands of people, including the the mayor has seen this or the governor and Stevensville, Texas. That was another big one, right? It was a mile wide ship over right. the, over that. How, I mean, what is it? Where I, did it come from? I don't know. See, now I have heard supposedly we have, we can't duplicate the technology, but what we've gotten to is we can at least get far enough where it's like a poor man's version of anti-gravity. And there's this thing called the black Mamba or whatever. I forget the actual working like number for it, but it's a triangle shaped pizza shaped craft and it can create anti-gravity artificially like to a very limited degree where it burns plasma around the outside of it or something like that. Hmm. It uses nuclear technology to burn plasma and it can do anti-gravity stuff. There's video of it out there. That's interesting. And it's, it's not, I don't think that's alien or whatever we would call it. I think that's us. Yeah. We, we have it. And well, a couple of weeks ago, what was going on in what was it? One of the South American countries where they said aliens were coming into these. Yeah. Uh, these weird, they're finding all these weird creatures everywhere. Yeah, and, and, There's a video of one of them. Have you seen the video? Yeah. And, um, then there was one where supposedly it was, um, like a gang of people or something that were like, there were no, it was minors trying to get the town and they had all these jet packs is what made it miners. Yeah. My like coal miners. Yeah. Like coal miners yeah, you're talking are, underage kids. Yeah. <laughs> Not Epstein. Sorry. Not Epstein's. Oh, uh, well, that's another episode. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like coal miners or whatever kind of miners and they had these jet packs and they were flying. I'm like, where are miners going to get jet packs? You mean not all miners have jetpacks? No, I don't have. Where's my jetpack? I want a jetpack. I'll be a miner for a jet. I just want the jetpack. Yeah. It oh cut down my on time. Where do you come up with this? Like, where do people come up with this stuff? I don't. You know, they and it's like all governments just try to explain something. Would give a real stupid explanation, like, "Oh, jetpacks. Who can afford a jetpack? Where yeah. can you? Where can you get a jetpack? Now, is this alien technology? <laughs> no. You know, you just created more questions than answer than what you answered. They they um there was a press conference a while not that long ago with some high ranking guy in the Air Force and he's at the podium and they're talking about Roswell. And um I forget how it all went down, but he, there had been some stuff that he had said in there that contradicted this the narrative. Of like the whole weather balloon timeline thing. And he had made a reference to something that was in the wrong time. Like it wasn't Roswell. And one of the, one of the people in the press and the audience like caught him on it and he said something and he came back and he said, yeah, we believe that all of the people in Roswell had suffered from time dysphoria or something like that. And what? it was like the stupidest, craziest thing ever to like explain away like all these people seeing this thing. It was, I don't, I, I'm probably butchering the whole real events as they went down, but it was just another instance where it was like 
the cover story was so ridiculous that they they literally don't even come up with good stuff anymore. They they because we don't challenge anything. Yeah, we're sheeple. Yep. You know, we just we just like oh okay. Well, as long as I get my car and I can pay my mortgage and I got food in my belly. Yeah, we are we are living what they want us to live. We're living the quote unquote American dream. Yeah. And we're in a constant dream state. Yeah. We need to wake up. Yeah, that's the yeah, you I think you said that the first episode. Big time yeah. was my response. Yeah. And yeah, we're absolutely right. It's funny that the book upstairs is called Dreamland. Yeah. I know. That's what they call it. They call it Dreamland out there. I guess that's what it's known by. You know, you can go to McCarran Airport in Vegas. Yeah. And they have the Janus flights that fly out there. Yeah. When we flew in to there, there was planes leaving and everybody knew where they were going. Yeah. They're going to Area 51. I know. And they're it's just to, like, to Nellis. It, like just not that far, maybe 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's like a, a 45 minute flight. Yeah. And they literally fly in for the day and fly out. Yeah. It's like commuting to work. Yeah. He said sometimes people would stay for a while. Like you would kind of go in like blocks of time. Yeah. You know, like you would go and you kind of stay there and you'd work quite a bit and then you'd go home for a while and then you'd come like, you know, for a week or so or whatever, not work. Well, it's a government job. You know, it's paying good. Yeah. He said it was the most thrilling but terrifying thing that he'd ever done. Not yeah. terrifying from the standpoint of like worried that he was going to get killed. I mean, that came later when everything started going sideways, but... Or from people killing him, I should say. Yeah. But the scare, he was, you know, he's messing with this stuff and they have no idea how it works. He gave a good analogy. He's like, imagine going back to like Victorian era times and taking a portable nuclear reactor in there and just setting it in the room and letting them play with it. He's like, you know, they're going to get five seconds in and take off all the, sh- all the shielding trying to figure out how this thing works and then they're all going to die. Yeah. You know, they're getting they're going to get irradiated to death but trying to figure out how the thing works. Well, didn't that happen? Uh, didn't that happen with most of the people that worked on the bomb? Did they want to die? Well, they, a lot of them probably died of cancer. Yeah, because of the radiation. Yeah, well, one of the guys, um, one of the guys, did it, did it get into this in the movie where one of the guys got really irradiated bad because something went bad in the lab while they were working no, on it? No, they didn't, it didn't get into that. They didn't get into no. that. Interesting. I forget the guy's name. Supposedly that happened too. And I mean, he got like a monstrous dose of radiation. He died within a couple of days and it was, yeah. it was brutal how you die from that. Yeah. I think they kind of kept it. Oppenheimer focused. Yeah, it did. Less it bomb, did. more Oppenheimer. Yeah, and it was kind of a, it was good, but it was still kind of a romantic, like looking back at it, if that makes sense. Oh, kind of like uh, romantically nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, but it was a typical, like all what America does to build somebody up and tear them down. We're so good at that. <laughs> yeah, I had I think I had somebody else tell me the same thing. Yeah, well, and you know. And didn't they wind up like trying to accuse him of communism and stuff? Yeah. Because his girlfriend was a little bit wackadoodle that he was cheating on, right? Cheating yeah. his wife, on his wife with. Yeah. Yeah. She was like a sympathizer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I read some review of like she was reading 
the the Hindus, I think, were really mad because she was reading something to him. Oh yeah, uh, while they were, yeah, at play, yeah, and that made the Indians like super mad. So they went to the moon to spite us. That's right. <laughs> just like that, boom, bam, off to the moon we go. Did they land on the moon, or did they just like cruise by? Like, hey, look, there's. I, I think it was a craft base. that went to the moon. They didn't have. But, they didn't have astronauts. No, it was an unmanned craft. Hmm. Was that impressive? That's not impressive. Which is sad to say, right? I I don't know. My whole I just thing, thought of Shania Twain right there. That don't impress me. My, <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing is, if we if we did go, it seems like we America would have capitalized on going to the moon like crazy. I think we went to the moon, but I could get behind the maybe we didn't. I could even go so far as to say that I think we went to the moon, but I also think that we filmed some stuff just in case we didn't go to the moon. Maybe. You know what I mean? As yeah. a backup. Yeah. Because the reason I can get on board with that, is, and I'm willing to listen to any any arguments, maybe we'll have a show about that. Um, because there was a horse there was a there was a lot to lose there. We had a we had a massive horse in the race there. Because we were getting our, we were getting, why we, we went, were getting destroyed. Why we went to the moon, Russia went to Antarctica. Did they go to Antarctica, Antarctica the same time we went to the moon? Yeah. Interesting. What do they do down there? What do they find? Um, Alien craft that they took back and they're reverse engineering <laughs> right now. And they're like, yeah, go ahead, Americans. Well, that was more German, but anyway. Yeah. At the same time. We do not need to share American technology. We have our own from Antarctica. That's right. <laughs> there we go. We will soon find out how to dissect the moose and squirrel with laser. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rocky. Hey, Rocky. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, that's interesting in itself. I mean, why? And then there's a massive treaty that we signed that nobody can go there. Yeah, where you can't fly over it, I've yeah. been told to. Yeah. Which I don't know why you would fly over the South Pole. It's not the it's the furthest way to go to get anywhere, right? To see penguins. Yeah. Are penguins there? I don't know. Uh I think so. Yeah. Arctic and penguins. Yeah. That is a weird I have some weird bucket list places. I want to go to the South Pole. Well, you have to you got you better get your uh paperwork in order. You, you can go. It is a thing. I'm not going to go in, until I'm rich, but, <laughs> and I don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon. Hey, the Lord's willing, but hey, you know, my, my whole thing is we know more about space than we do the ocean. Uh, yeah. That's kind of crazy. You know, what's living in the ocean? What's under the ocean? Well, I know a few more people that are living in the ocean uh, right now. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> hopes and dreams were crushed. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh that's so bad. Uh, that's that's actually tragically sad. I shouldn't make light of it. Yeah. That guy sounded like a total jerk. I mean, everything that's come out about that I know. Whole, whole thing and, you know, I mean, he just sounded like a total jerk. Yeah. Th- that's my that's been my whole thing is how come we know more about space than we do the ocean? And I know they say well, the pressure and everything like that. Yeah, but if we can figure out how to go to space, man, come on. I can figure that out. I want to see if there really is a Megalodon living. You think there is? 
Why couldn't there? Know, why be? not? Yeah, what? I don't. I'm a, I'm in the why not camp. Wow, we went from aliens, demons, space to megalodon. It is like a paint by numbers around this joint. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about choose your own adventure? It's like choose your own adventure on gone crack. It's That's like, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I mean, if you really truly believe God created everything. Uh, that's why I'm. I think I'm in the alien camp. Yeah. I do. I, I. I. I don't think it's all aliens, but I do think that there are. I think there is a potential for extraterrestrial life. I do. I don't. I don't think that that. I don't think that violates anything in the Bible. And what's to say that God didn't create something else, and they have their own story, and maybe they didn't fall like we did. You know, if, 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 if it seems to be true based on what I said, where we have circumstances where they are involved and they are not, uh, they have no maliciousness to them. Well, I, I go back to what, uh, the Pope said, he said, if, if there are aliens, I don't know her. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Said if there are aliens, we we will baptize them if they need it or not. Oh, and so when of course the Pope said that. You know, when the Pope says something like that, I I don't listen. Sorry if there's Catholics listening. I don't listen to what the Pope has to say at all. So I'm sorry. You know, I I turn to God for uh, absolution from my sins. That's right. Not man. That's right. But that's 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 where I am at, like you know, and when and when the UN uh, appoints somebody to be their representative to an alien, have they done that? Yeah. Oh wow! When did that happen? Uh, a few years ago. You know, they've got to be on top of everything. Of course, they do. They've got to, you know, they gotta, you know, if 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 they come, they come. You're not gonna stop them. Yeah, and if they wanted to, I mean, like, that's the thing. Just apply a little bit of common sense to this, right? Like, if they really were interested in taking, if you have an, if you have this, this, if let's say they're real, right? You have this entity that has this technology. If they wanted to take whatever they wanted to take, I would think that they could probably, they'd have done it. They could have get it done. They would have, and they would have had plenty of opportunity. Yeah. Right. The other thing that I find really interesting, I think this goes back further in history than what we know of, but I think there was a huge spike after the creation of the atomic bomb. Oh yeah. That's because it seems like, Oh no, you morons could really screw things up now. Like you could kill yourselves. We could have like, I mean, we talk about it every day, mutually assured destruction, right? Everybody starts hitting the button. And boom, 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 and we're going to be living fallout for real. Yeah. Have Have you uh, looked into? Uh, I can't remember what year it was. It was like in the fifteen hundreds, like maybe fifteen fifty eight, fifteen fifty nine. Nuremberg had like this war of the worlds. Nuremberg, Germany, had this war of the worlds type thing. I think I have heard of this before. It was like a three day war, and there was like, like people wouldn't go outside their house because there was like, um bombs and stuff just exploding in the sky what yeah it was i've heard of it but i i didn't i haven't really looked into it and somebody did a painting of it it looked really freaky van gogh (laughs) (laughs) the scream yeah that's what i mean and so when you 
you know, could have a, it could have been a heavenly battle. Could have been. I mean, whether is whatever side you fall on. Yeah. And um and I think of um when I I think it is uh judges when they get ready to go out to war with um Gideon. Hmm. And they and said when you hear the tops of the trees rustle. Hmm. Attack or something like that. Blow your horns and break your lamps. So what was in what was going up above at the sky? Mm-hmm. It was them flying saucers. That's right. <laughs> them, so, them UFOs, and, you know. And it said, and and it said it was, I think, a heavenly battle as well. Did we have? Uh, well, yeah, we would have probably still had giants at that point, or no? Yeah, we could have. Yeah, we could have. So maybe they had some giants. You know, tops of the trees. But all this, all I mean, whether aliens, demons, somebody from another planet, they have some kind of technology. They got something that we don't have and we want. Yeah. Why, why do we, like you said, money, power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to rule the world. He who has the best toys. And if we're getting ready to let the, the take the the cover off the curtain or the curtain back or whatever, you know, you want to use for, to release this, Hey, check out our new seventh gen tailless fighter. Yeah. You know that there's something already way been in the works. Oh yeah. They're already working on. They're working on something from that's going to be out in 30 years. I think they've definitely got stuff that they haven't been able to figure out for sure. Which goes back to Lazar story. I believe Bob. What was what guy was talking about? It was like a foil, and you could like crush it, and it would go back. That was the that was the. Um, I think he was a captain at Roswell because um, he took some. He <laughs> they like loaded it in the car, and it was like whatever time in the morning, and he stopped by his house and went in and woke his kid up and he's like, Hey, you know, little Timmy, you're not going to believe this. And he showed him the stuff. And that was one of the things that he was talking about. I think you could crumple it and it would just bloop, go right back and no wrinkles or anything. And they took it to like a general and the general was like, Hey, we need to leave the room for a minute because they were going to have like a whole press release or they had already had the press release, I think. Yeah, because the story came out first. Of they were like, "Hey, flying saucer," and we got the stuff. Da 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 da. Right? Yeah. Because this captain was behind that. Because they've never had anything like this happen before. Why would I deny it? That's not you know they don't know the standard you know line that they know now. Yeah. And then like a day or two later, he is ordered to take all this stuff to this general at, at one of the local bases. And he takes it in, he's got it in the room, and the general's like, hey, we need to leave for a minute. And they, you know, leave. In a few minutes they come back, and the stuff is all gone and been replaced with the weather balloon crap that is now the famous photo shoot of them holding this weather balloon. And he yeah. was basically told, you know, you're going you're gonna to pose like this is what happened, and that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. And so that's, you know, what he did, towed the... He towed the party line, towed the company line. You should never do that. No, they clearly had something. Yeah. 
but it's just a matter of like, you know, what and how much of it do we have and how long have we had it? And if, if we got eight of these things just tucked away here and then the other thing is like, he's like, you know, they'll ask Bob, like, where did we get them? And he's like, I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. He's like, but I've got this strong sense that we've had them a long time. A long time. Yeah. Could it be before? Oh, a long time. Don't know how long that is. But they've been trying to reverse engineer this stuff for a long time. He said that he actually thinks that he was called in to replace the last guy because he died. He died in, in an accident there. He said they... He didn't get the whole details of the story, but this other dude that he was working with, the guy's name was Barry. And Barry had told him that the guy died, and he said, just piecing together all the little fragments because we really couldn't, weren't supposed to talk about it. And you know they're being watched all day, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine they wouldn't be. But um, he said that he was fairly sure that at some point they tried to cut into this, the core of this thing with some kind of blowtorch or plasma torch or something. And it exploded. No, it didn't. <laughs> it killed this guy. And he's like, you know, it just fits the government to a T. It's like, we want results. You know, go cut it. Cut into it. Yeah. And the guy probably was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And they're like, yeah, well, you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, and boom. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> Cuts into it like it's plasma torch or whatever. Um, I know this is a little, but speaking of crazy things, um, this kind of ties in a little bit. Had a uh, knew a guy. He was in Vietnam and he was a ranger. He would go out on his missions and whatnot, and. Um, he found a cave that a bunch of red cross that we sent to our enemy to help them. Yeah, that fits too. That fits too. <laughs> we sent it to the North Vietnamese. Yes. Oh my goodness. And so he said he blew that up. Yeah. He's like, what are we doing here? Well, they're pretty sure, and I've heard a lot of stuff now, too, that they think, like, the Gulf of Tonkin and all that was all false flag stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard a three-letter agency attached to that. Yeah. That shan't be named again. The CIA. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a thought of that when you said it our government, you know, because, yeah, you know, I can understand trying to help somebody, but when you're sending yeah. aid to our enemy... Have you watched the documentary on Vietnam about, about on Netflix about that? Uh, the Ken Burns one? No. I'm a huge documentary guy. If everybody ain't put that together yet, I love documentaries. They are good. That um the 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 Ken Burns documentary on Vietnam that was done specifically for Netflix is is um excellent. It will absolutely make you uh unbelievably angry, but it is excellent. Oh yeah. We, the things that we did to these poor guys, and you know, they, they, Agent Orange is back. Man. Yeah. I mean, we just chemical the living crap out of these guys in the forest. Yeah. Cause that was what it was for. They were taking that stuff and they were dumping it over the Ho Chi Minh Trail to try to, 
you know, clear out everything so that they couldn't get gorillaed. Yeah. And it was designed to be a, a, a defoliant to just wipe out all the vegetation. Yeah. It's like taking massive amounts of ground clear and just dumping it everywhere. Yeah. The same guy that was, I was just telling about, he was on the trail mm. and they were on, said a convoy stopped and a guy got out and peed on his boot. Didn't even see him standing there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my goodness. He, he never did tell about bad stuff. He, he tried to always focus <sighs> on the good stuff that happened over there. He said it because if I focused on the bad, I would I would be in a terrible oh, I place. I can't even imagine. We would. It was maddening, man. We would send these guys to go take a hill because everything was hill 542, yeah. hill 376. Hamburger hill. Yeah, and the reason was, you know, we'd have that is because the, the Vietnamese were there. They had the high ground. They knew we were coming, and they would just shred our guys. Yeah. And then we would take the hill, have massive casualties, and get these guys all torn up, and then just leave. Yep. Just leave. Yep. They said the one guy, uh, the interview, they said they they just got just, they took this hill, and they just got just shredded. Just shredded beyond belief. And they got to the top of the hill, and they flew in like Thanksgiving dinner. And they ate Thanksgiving dinner, and then they left. And the Vietnamese would just come take the hill back. I know, it made no sense. No, it was completely pointless, because our... Our idiotic powers that be in the government, uh, especially uh, McNamara, who was the Secretary of Defense at the time, he was some bean counter from like GM or somebody. I forget who. I think it was GM. And he was literally just based in success on body count. Yeah. So then they just started fabricating the reports from the field yeah. to try to make it look better. But the Vietnamese, I'm like, if somebody comes to America and tries to kill us all, we're not going to worry about body count. You're not going to body count us out of a fight. We're going to fight to the last person because I know. we don't want to lose our country. And realistically, people over, I'm saying realistically, I don't think somebody in Russia or someplace wants us dead. Nope. I can't imagine somebody that we want them no. dead. I mean, that is like the dumbest thing they would probably laugh at our Rocky and Squirrel impersonations. I know, they would. It's like, yeah. It, and I don't want anybody over there dead. No. You know, it's... We're just all pawns in this. I know. it's, And we get, like you said, we're stuck in the middle. We're, mm -hmm. we're the first ones to go. First ones to go. Whether it's war or whatever. The fact of the matter is, is like, they, they would kill any one of us right now for a Snicker bar. Yeah. They would. Yeah. They, they were, were completely uh, disposable. Yeah. Completely disposable. And and it's so well proven of the things that they have done to experiment on us. Yeah. You know, and, and our guys in the military specifically, but I can only imagine the things that we've done with alien technology or whatever technology you want to call it. Oh, yeah. Nephilim technology. Advanced technology. Could maybe just, let's say advanced technology. Or let, let's say we did get one. What did we do to it? Oh, like a... Uh, uh, Entity of some kind? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of talks about that, too. I mean, what do you think Bigfoot had been caught? He doesn't want to get dissected. <laughs> they would pull him apart like a lab bunny. Yeah, they would. Would you shoot Bigfoot if you saw him? Can I tell a story? Yeah. Okay. Story time. Are we setting up episode six? <laughs> I feel like we're setting up episode six, and I like it. Go ahead, Ben. Story time with Ben. Story time with Ben. We wouldn't neglect you, y'all. 
This is like a sec. This is seriously <laughs> got to kick it in there at some point. We were. This is local. This has happened locally. Well, you've already had a UFO encounter locally, so let's why not have a big flute? Um, we were with some friends out in the middle of a small rural area. Where 75 we, and 74. 75? No, it wasn't there. <laughs> and it was late, but I mean, it was okay. We had a bonfire going and we're just all talking. There's about five or six of us and we hear about a mile away some donkeys going crazy. And then they just stopped. I mean, it just dead quiet. Then we hear like this, some kind of blood curdling yell. I mean, it was powerful and loud. Guy in our group imitated it. It comes quicker and it's moving very fast towards you, towards us. They start calling to each other, the dude and whatever this is. And it gets within. We kill, still can't see. We can only because the fire and it's all dark yeah. around us. And it, we, for a split second, we all look at each other and say, did anybody bring a gun? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, well, we didn't think about it. Yeah, right. We weren't shooting that day. So, yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking, what is this? Mm-hmm. And gets closer. And nobody has their phone. This, this is how old we are. We don't have our phones out because we're living in the moment. Where we should all be more often. And we're just living in the moment. And I'm thinking, what? what is this? And somebody goes, what if it's a mountain lion? And, but it was moving too fast for that. So... In my wise mind, I started singing, I want you to want me. <laughs> of course you would. Why not? <laughs> I know that if I ever think that a mountain lion or Bigfoot's after me, I'm going to snap into some, I want you to want me. Because I said, what if it's the mating call? And it's, oh, my goodness. You're going to get a weemawade in a bush somewhere. And My Bigfoot, he's going to have his way with you. Uh, and as soon as I said that, it turned and started going the other way. Like it might be a conscious decision to turn and go the other way. And it continued to call back. And it it went probably three miles within just a couple of seconds. That's how fast this thing was moving. And we could we knew because we knew the area and where things were. Mm-hmm. And we could, we knew the donkeys were a mile and there was like uh, something else, you know, and we just kept. And we were just like, and the I'm going to give a sh- huge shout out, like the intro to Blurry Creatures, where they have the whatever the when the, the guy, yeah, and they said that was recorded from the Sierra Nevadas, identical to that. Really? Yes. Eesh. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, don't <laughs> call for Bigfoot if you ain't got a gun. Yeah, and. If I if I had had I don't know what I'd have done. Did you shoot Bigfoot? Yeah, that's it. I, I don't I don't know if I why would I? If if I felt like I was in danger, yes, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And a lot of weird things happen out that in that little area too. How far away from here are we? Because this is pretty rural. Um, it's 
do you know where the drive-in is? Which, which, uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, know, it's though. over by there. Oh, not too far then. Yeah. I'm being very. Yeah, you're being cagey. Yeah. That's okay. Interesting. So the drive-in, close to 70. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why 74 to 75. It's right around that area. Yeah. <laughs> Throw them off the scent. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, in it, we looked probably trying to figure out. We listened to every single animal on YouTube. Yeah. And that's when I heard that, I'm like, holy cow, that's it. Wow. And we had a Bigfoot. Yeah. And a lot of weird things happen over there. Yeah. This is a, I feel like a setup. We didn't plan this just to no, just this let is, everybody know. But this is, this is what happens when you have a conversation and uh, you just let, you let know, go. A, a true conversation. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, been beautiful. Yes. I always enjoy these. I do too. Yeah. So maybe that's our, that's a beautiful setup. So is next Bigfoot week. alien? I don't know. That's a million dollar question. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. Something we'll have to get into. I know a lot of people think so, but he was moving pretty quick, whatever it was. Well, I don't know no mountain lion that can cover that much ground. And that, I mean, a mountain lion is pretty quick. Don't get me wrong, but Bigfoot probably outrun a mountain lion. He sounded pretty mad. Well, but based on that, too, it wouldn't put that. It's not something that I would think a cat would make. Yeah. No noise a cat would make. I don't know. I think you've set us beautifully up for our next episode. But I, like I said, it was a conscience decision. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, it's almost like, like it would be like a human. Oh, oh, somebody made me mad. You know, yeah. that's the weird thing. So if you, is that cheap trick? Yeah. You just start singing cheap trick to it and it'll go away. Yeah. <laughs> Although I like cheap trick. I like cheap trick. That's a good song. I know. Oh, well, Ben, no way. I don't know. Yeah, yes, absolutely, sir. I'm staring right at it. Wow. The timer doth call. I hope folks enjoyed this one. I sure did. Oh, yeah. Well, we enjoy all of our talks. Yeah. If everyone wants to come along for the journey and uh, get some God, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's all God, man. Yeah. It all comes back to the same thing, no matter what we talk about. Bigfoot, aliens, the CIA, JFK. Ooh. It's all bad. Yes. Well, when humans get involved, it's all bad. Because <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot don't know what he's doing. He's just hanging. He's yeah. just chilling. Yeah, he is. But I would love to meet Bigfoot. I really would. As long as he didn't pull me apart piece by piece, I'd be fine with it. I know. Shake his hand. I uh, probably crush your bones. Uh, remember Harry and the Hendersons? He did seem friendly, but I don't think that's an actual representation <laughs> of what you would get in real life. <laughs> He seems like a friendly chap, but I'm not sure that Mr. Bigfoot is going to feel the same. But then again, every time you see Bigfoot, too, he seems pretty benign. He's walking away, right? He yeah. doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't ever come up and like try to rip your face off or anything. He typically, they seem like they're really skittish of us. Yeah. Because see, we're, they're smart. They're smarter than we are. <laughs> yeah. I would be skittish of most people, too, if knowing what we know of people. Yeah, that's true. So. Well, like I said, I think you've set us up beautifully for the next episode. Bravo, oh, sir. Bravo. All right. We'll have to mull it over and figure out what we're going to do. With that. All right. Thus concludes another episode of the Tinfoil Hat Club, I do believe. That's right. Bigfoot, we'll catch you next time. All right, y'all. Everybody stay good, and we will catch you next time on The Foil. Take care. Bye.
Tongue. 